This lecture is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Deacon Danny Cahoot. I'm going to start off a little different here this morning and before we get back into the lesson. And uh, I'm gonna, this is just an example. I've used this before. Some of y'all may have noticed, known this before. What do you see? What is that? Hmm? Six. What would you say if I just totally disagreed with you? Because I see it differently. I see a nine. Right? Changed upside down. You see a six, I see a nine, but we're both right. So, just because I see these things different or others see things different than you does not mean they're wrong or does not mean that you, but you can tell, you can show that to somebody all day long and and you could debate and fight and argue. No, it's a nine. It's a six. It's a nine. But you're both right. It depends on the way you see things in this life. And that's a big, big, big angle of the lesson and the way we're heading. We're going to be starting in Ecclesiastes chapter nine. Uh, we have taken Ecclesiastes from chapter one, and we're up to chapter nine, verse by verse, and going through. And. Uh, learning from the wisest man. And God said in his word that there'll never be another one wiser. And so we're going to be in Ecclesiastes in chapter 9, starting off, and I'm going to bounce all around in previous verses. Now looking at Ecclesiastes, it's real important to remember one thing about it, what the words mean that uh, Solomon uses. Okay, the whole book is, I better start with just the verse and then we'll go back to it. Let's go to verse 1 of chapter 9. For all of this, and I'm going to go back and explain what all of this is in just a minute. I considered my heart even to declare all this, that the righteous and the wise and their works are in the hand of God. And no man knoweth either love or hatred by all that is before them. Now, how is that? It's just like I said before. When you're around other people and you're talking with other people, you don't know where the love or the hatred is in them because they're seeing the six in the topic. But what I'm looking at is the nine. And we all see things different in life. And so when you, when we're, you don't know what their love is, you don't know what their hate is, you don't know what... So, you know, you can invite somebody over for dinner and they could hate apple pie and you just serve them apple pie and they'll eat it and they say, in their mind, they say, I hate apple pie, but I'm eating it because I'm here. And so don't... When we get, when I'll get, get going here in a minute. So when it says, no man knoweth either love or hatred by all that is before them, that's talking about your realm and your sphere of influence. Because some things can annoy you and some things can't. Some things can make you happy and some things can't. So let's go back to Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and we're going to get going here in this. Uh, I'm going to review just a little bit about what we covered. Because it's important as Solomon begins to explain in his verse 
The whole book. The whole book of Solomon is, is life while we have it, while we're alive, under the sun. Here, now. Apart from redemption, it's the best that we can do with the knowledge that there is a holy God and everything is going to be brought into judgment. Everything. So the book of Ecclesiastes is not about eternity. It's about the best that you can do while you're here because it's gone just like that. You could, wake, you could not wake up tomorrow and it's gone. And so every argument, every possession, everything that you got stored in a, in a room, in a shed, all the pictures and everything, is gone forever. And I'll use my dad for an example. I'm going to get into this in a minute. See, I miss him every day. There's not a day that I don't shed a tear about him. But the memory of him, his memories. See, we build memories right here. Yeah, I'm making memories. Yeah, I'm making memories. Yeah, I'm making memories. I'm doing this and I'm making a good memory. But if I died tomorrow, every memory that I have stored in here is buried forever, gone. Nobody will ever know my memories. They'll see a picture and they'll say, but they won't know my thoughts. They won't know my heart. They won't know. So, so my dad... He's in heaven and he's with, 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 with other loved ones. But all of the memories that he had are gone forever. I mean, he shared a few with, with people, but what's in his life? So what's in your brain in 30 years forever will be forgotten and buried. So outside of redemption, what is the most important thing that we can do while we're alive? Enjoy good food, enjoy our life, enjoy our labor, enjoy what we've got here while we've got it. Be kind, be nice, don't fret and don't fight. So it's the best that we can possibly do. The best that we can possibly do. So that's what it's about. The best man, apart from redemption, the book is about life here on this earth. And uh, so there in chapter one, we've already, we just went in chapter six. Chapter 1 of Ecclesiastes, the words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem, this is Solomon. I'm going to bounce back into the Old Testament and show you how God said he is the wisest man that ever lived and ever will live. Nobody will ever compare to him. The scripture to back that. And as he begins to go, just for y'all that just missed this, I'm going to bounce back to it because this is important as we meet in the lesson. I'm showing, I showed this, brother. I said, what do you see? Six, right? Well, see, what I see is a nine. We're both right. I mean, just be, I can argue with you all day long. You're wrong. You, it's not a nine, a six. It's a nine. Or if you see the nine, you know, it's, it depends on how you see things in this life. It, just because I see things different does not mean that I'm wrong. And just because you see things different does not mean that you're wrong. We're both right on this. So we, we, we have to learn to love people regard, because they see things a way that you might look at it and say, why are they doing that? Why are they saying that? Why They see the six and you see the nine. If that makes sense. So we're going to get back. I, just, that's, I know y'all might have got bored with that, but I needed to fresh them up because where we're going with the lesson, I mean, you put down 40 hours of work for one little nugget to share, and that's coming at the end. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, 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 all right, here we go. The preacher, King Solomon, 
He uses terms that a lot of people just, just don't really think of. Okay, vanity of all van- vanities of vanities. This is verse 2 of chapter 1. Saith the preacher, vanity of vanities. All is vanity. Now, what does he mean by that? I'm going to have to review. Well, I know we covered this about two months ago, but I'm going to cover this again. Vanity in this life, what, what he's talking about, is to be born, to work hard all your life, toil, then to suffer while you're doing it, experience some kind of joy throughout that process, which is nothing in view of eternity, and to just leave it all. Your work, your work, your work, you buy things, you enjoy a little bit, you have a little fun, you enjoy your grandkids, and, and all your entire life, all your memories, all everything about your entire life, at a blink of an eye, is gone. So who was right and who was wrong? Who saw the six? Who saw the nine? Who, all of this forever is buried in the ground. The soul is saved. Now for those, and I titled this sermon this morning, Saved Soul but a Lost Life. Because so many people get wrapped up in, in things and who's right and who's wrong. And they get so, so you know, proving our point and, 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 and all that. And, and instead of just enjoying what little bit of time we've got here, but they spend their entire life working hard all their life, storing up, storing up, storing up. They get 65, 70 years old to enjoy five, eight, ten years of, of what? And it's gone. And they haven't had a prayer. I'm not talking about us here. I'm talking about the overall church, Christians, the world, the world in itself. Because this is about life under the sun while we've got breath. Whether they're saved or lost, they've got hope if they're living. And so this is people just work and work and work and work and work and work and everything. And then dead is gone. That's vanity, according to, to, to Solomon. And they spend their entire life not winning one soul, not reading, the, not reading the Bible at all, not attending the church. See, there's a difference in coming to church and serving in church. And some people, they say, oh, it's Easter, I got to go to church. Oh, it's Christmas, they're having a Christmas Eve service, let's get the whole family and go. You know, Thanksgiving, we had a meal out here and a thing, and it was packed with people. 20 of them I knew, 80 of them now never see again. <laughs> I'm just saying that, for, you know, oh yeah, I went to church, but, but they, 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 they spend their entire life and they die and they've had a lost life because they've never brought one person with them. Now, you may never know who accepted Christ because you lived. If you smile at me and we have a good conversation and I leave here in a good mood and I talk to somebody and I win them to the Lord because you made me feel good and not, we didn't get into it and I'm not leaving in a rough because you shared a smile with me and I go out here and share that smile with somebody else, and that person says, you know, hey, I think I will come to church. They come to church and you can say, your smile and your handshake and your good mood put me in the mood and to put somebody else in the mood, so you actually want them to the Lord. We don't know who we've won to the Lord when the race is over. But sad thing enough, some people walk with such a dark light in their eyes, they walk like this, and their whole body is full of darkness, and everybody says, man, I'm going to go this way. Instead of, man, it's such a good day to be alive. Man, and they say, man, what's, what's he on? 
and, and they're attracted to somebody that's full of life because this world is dark. So that, that's, I got to get going. So that was vanity. Okay. What profit, verse 3, hath, hath a man of all the labor which he t- has under the sun? One generation passes away and another generation cometh, but the earth is going to abide forever. Okay, here's the, I'm going to get going pretty fast here now. Verse 11, let's jump to that. This is what I was talking about a few minutes ago about my dad and about me and about you. We build our life memories and memories. I'm making memories. I'm going to spend time here and do this and make memories. And, and, and you make all these memories and you die just like that and the memories are gone forever. Like my dad's gone he made so many memories in his life, but I don't know about them. All the memories he made, all the memories you make, all the memories I make, they're in here. And once they're in the ground, they're gone forever. And, and he made memories, but what was it for? That was vanity. I mean, he enjoyed it while he was here, but you'll never, we'll never know his memories. You'll never know mine if I die tonight. I mean, I've got a memory because I came here to church. I got a dog that let I love. I mean, we, we remember stuff, but when I'm buried, everything that's in my brain is gone forever. And so that, is, that brings us to verse 11 of chapter 1. There is no remembrance of former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of those that are come to come with those that shall come after. That means... One generation comes, another people, we live and die, live and die. That puts us, okay, let me see. Okay, verse 17. This is Solomon talking to us. And I, we're actually going to focus really on chapter 9 here in a little bit, but I had to go back for this here. This fits right in. I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and, to, and folly, and perceive that this is a vexation of spirit. Okay, wisdom is not education. It's not how much you know math, how quick you can sign your name. It's not how many books. Wisdom is, 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 is not talking about how smart people are. It's talking about using discernment to make good decisions, to have good outcomes, and, and, and people can look back and, man, that was really, that was that, that's a good idea. That, you know, and you, can, you get that from the Holy Spirit to, to know how to live, to know how to, 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 to just talk to people, to know how to just interact. Wisdom is not education. But he wanted to know the other side of it. Vexation of spirit. Let me get to the other one. Folly. He said he wanted to know wisdom, madness, and folly. Folly is the lack of proper respect and fear for God. That's the, that's the definition of it. Prone to go in the wrong direction and total lack of good sense. So he wanted to go in his life and observe people that are doing really stupid things and say, you know what, the end of that is no good. But he learned and studied it, and that gave him more wisdom. Uh, Vexation of spirit. We're going to talk about this quite a bit as we get further into it. When he says all of that, he perceived that all of that, work and toil, work and toil, everything that we do in this life is really leads to partly a vexation of spirit. 
That is a suppression of spiritual guidance of the Holy Spirit. And we all are guilty of that. We're all are guilty of vexation of spirit. When, I, when we get out there on that highway and somebody does something and you think things, you say things, you do things, or, or, or you're, at work, you're out there working on a car and all of a sudden you fall and you get hurt and you bang yourself and you hit yourself, all of a sudden you've got a vexation of spirit because you're not thinking about, Lord, I sure love you today. This is such a good thing. Lead me to somebody to talk to us. No, you're thinking about, I'm no good. You're thinking it's vexation. It's anything that causes one to question their faith. There's a lot of people like that. Or draw them away from faith. You know, you, the faith is, is believing what isn't as if it were. And so many people says, we're never going to make it. Gloom and doom. And they, and they lose sight of their faith. And that's a vexation of spirit. Something that causes uh, an example. Temptations. And we're all face them. This is a vexation of spirit. You're tempted to do things that you know good and well are wrong. A financial difficulty. Somebody can, uh, you know, where are we going to do this? Where's where the money going to come? You know, financial difficulty can put stress on somebody that they forget that God is in control. If they're living right and they're tithing and they're in this word and they've got the Holy Spirit in their life, he promises that we're not going to lack and we're not going to miss a meal. And we're going to have up. He's going to take care of us. And we get so caught up in, in, in a financial. You know, people say the love of money is the root of all evil. The Bible says that. And to me, I find myself loving it more when I don't have any. That's all I think about. I got to get it. And this is how the love of money can is the root of the evil. Is is they get so financially distraught. I need some money. I need some money. I need to pay. I need, oh, no, where is this coming? Oh, no, now that happened, and I got to fork this out. Instead of, you know, Lord, you're in control. You've allowed it to happen. I'm, I've got my sins confessed. I'm right. I'm, I'm living the best I can, Lord. It's in your hands. It's all in your hands. Okay, and so... Losing a loved one can temporarily cause somebody to say, "Why, God, why did you let that happen? Why, what, you know?" And, and we, we mourn and we grieve, and, and, it's, and it's a momentary loss of momentary. Now, some people live in the vexation of spirit; that's their life. But the Christians, we all face it, and we, we, and all of a sudden, we're drawn back to what's right. And persecutions, you know, somebody can come to you and and do something that you just don't like, and all of a sudden, we act out of the flesh. We say things out of the flesh. We do things out of the flesh. That is a vexation of spirit. And so, so, so Solomon gave his heart to understand that. And you know, by understanding that brings us to this next verse, and I've read this one before, and we're going to get moving on pretty fast here in a minute. Verse 18. Here's when you become wise and you get a little wise in your heart and you understand folly and you understand madness and you understand what's going on in this world, Solomon says, for in much wisdom is much grief. And he that increases knowledge increases sorrow. For instance, if you are my child and I see you doing all this wrong and I know by wisdom, I know by my heart, I know by the Holy Spirit, that's wrong. And if you keep doing that, this is going to happen. If this is going to happen, this 
you grieve and you're sorrowful and, and you see people, not just your children, but you see people, they, they're, they're prone to folly and madness and, and it grieves your heart because they're loved ones and, you, and that's wrong, that's wrong. And you can't debate because they're seeing the six and you, and you know the nine, is, you're, you're seeing the nine and you're in the Holy Spirit and, you, and you're sitting there saying, oh, I can't do nothing about it. And it hurts because you know that it's going nowhere. So, we're going to skip up. Okay. All right, here's some other verses. He goes through his every lot of travail. That's a very painful effort. Toil is the working hard. All right, let me go. Uh... Okay, we'll see. In the... I'll get to that in a minute. Let me get back over here. Okay, we're going to go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 now. And this is all boiling down. Let me read this again real quick. Because we, we read our text. And we're going back and feeding into the text. The text we're doing for, for this morning so far, chapter 9, it says, For all of this, all of what? Life. Life under the sun. The toil. The trouble. The suffering. The little bit of joy. To die and leave it all. For all this I considered in my heart, even to declare all of this, out of all the things in life, that the righteous and the wise and their works are in the hand of God. No man knoweth either love or hatred by all that is before them. All things. I'm going to read this next verse, verse 2, because this will bounce us back to where I'm heading the other way. All things come alike to all. If there is one event, and that's death, lost, saved, rich, Poor, hurt, sick, mad, angry, joyful, every one of us, that's one thing that we can all agree on. Every single one of us can agree on. And this is probably the only thing that me and my wife actually agree on. We're going to die one day. Now, we're both in agreement on that. And you can mark it down. If Christ don't come back, we're going to die. Somehow, somewhere, someday, could be tonight, could be 10 years from now, but either way, it's all as one event that we're all facing. To the righteous and to the wicked, to the good and to the clean, to the and to the unclean, to him that sacrifices and him that sacrifices not, as the as is the good, so is the sinner. And he that sweareth and he that feareth an oath. This is an evil among all things that are done under the sun while we're alive. That there is one event all. Yea, also the heart of the sons of men is full of evil and madness and is in their heart that, that while they live and after that they go to the dead. For him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more reward for the memory of them is forgotten. If someone is alive and they're breathing, and it's real hard for some people to pray with faith that things will be changed, that they'll get saved, that they'll get right, that they'll change them. If they're breathing, they got hope, folks. Don't never stop praying for somebody. Don't never stop believing. Don't never stop trusting. God is in control. 
And we're going to bounce back to verse there, back there in, in chapter one here in just a second. And this is why you turn everything loose. I'm at chapter three. <laughs> everything is in the hand of God. So long as they've breathing, long as they're alive, they do have hope. But once you close your eyes in death, it's over. It's completely over. Forever. And that's a horrifying thing, especially when you've got loved ones that, that you're... That, 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 you know, and that's not up to us. If, 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 if our kids are grown, if our relatives are grown... I've got relatives I've never shared Christ with. I'll be honest with you. I have shared it through them, to them with my life. I had a chance to share it here at my dad's funeral. You know, but there, but one on one, I've got a lot of friends that know I'm saved, but I've never. Hey, do you know Christ? Hey, do you know Jesus? There's a lot of people like that with me. Okay, verse uh, six. After the memory of them have forgotten, this is nine, verse six. Also, their love, their hatred, their envy is now perished. So we love, we hate, we cherish, we feed, we trust, and we fret, and we find, and we go through this life, and we die, and everything about our life is completely gone but a few photos in an album. All of our dreams are nothing but scribbled lines on a piece of paper. Never going to happen. It's gone. Everything, what you really care about and what you really don't care about in 50 years, ain't going to matter to anybody on this earth. And it says, the final thing of it is to, to do right, to love God, to, 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 to just live the best that you can live, knowing that there is a holy God that's going to bring everything into judgment. And we can't change that. Verse 7, go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wine with a merry heart. For God now accepteth your works. Let thy garments always be white, and let thy head lack no ointment. Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of thy, of thy vanity. See, whether you're saved or lost, everything, everything in life, all of our work, all of our labor, all of us, it's all, that vanity means we're going to leave it all, and we're going to die, and nothing really mattered but how we, but if we're saved or lost. That's the only thing once we close, all that stuff is going to be left behind. I've got, I've got a junkyard at my house. I've been working on it hard like a dog. To, you know, 20 years ago, I've got, pro, I got, I got at least 15 projects that want someday, I live on a someday owl. Someday I'm going to do that. Someday I'll fix that. Some, I'm living on an owl and that's all. And, and I, so I told my wife, I said, you know, it's never going to happen. So I'm starting to throw stuff away, get rid of stuff, clean up stuff. One of the main reasons is if I die tonight, somebody's got a whole lot of work to do. I don't want that. I don't want her to have to deal with that. They got a whole lot of, I mean, this stuff, just stuff. And I'm just not going to finish these projects. No, I don't have enough time left on this earth to do all that. I spend all my time doing all this stuff, and I don't ever take hardly any time to just Hey, let's go to the beach. Hey, let's go out to eat. Let's, let's do this. I saw work, work, work. And you know, the more I think about it, the more I got into this book. God says, the time that you got here on this earth, you need to enjoy it 
Some of it, you need to take time. You need to get away. You need, you need to enjoy the breath that God gives you just for this brief moment that we've got here. Enjoy yourself. Don't just spend it all fussing and feuding. Who sees the six and who sees the nine? All right, verse 10. Let's see. Yeah, verse 10. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might, for there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave where we're going. It's just not going to be there. You know, it's going to be, we're going to have a glorified body and we're going to be in heaven and we're going to get to that part of it down the road. And I'm excited. You know, the more I study this book and the more I read, it leads me to lesson after lesson after lesson after lesson that I study for myself because let me tell you something, some days I get up and I'm hurting folks. Some days I don't feel like praying. Some days, I, you know, I get, I, get, I get so depressed and I, make my, I bring it on myself because of stuff. And I have to, when I get in this world, I say, you know, he, you know, the Bible reminds me, hey, you know, the morning's coming where you won't have to worry about that. You know, until then, man, my heart needs to go on singing. That's a song. You know, look forward to the coming of Christ and don't worry. Hey, if it don't get done, it don't get done. Somebody else will do it sooner or later. Okay, I returned and saw under the sun while we're alive that the race, he's talking about the race to the grave, from the cradle to the grave. The race is not with the swift. The battle and exchange of the soul is not with the strong. Neither yet bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor of men and skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. Now the chance, oh, I'll have to come back to that. The chance is this. The Bible says, lay not up for yourself treasures on this earth where moth and rust doth corrupt. You're going to leave that all behind. Sure, it's nice to, to have things, to have a life, to, to, to hey, I'm, buy things and do things and enjoy yourself. But fill the barn up and not give any out. That's coming on the next chapter. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't give anything away. It's all take. It's all, it's no serving in your life. It's all about ourselves. And the Bible said there, the chance is today is the day of salvation. Today is the accepted time. That's coming here in just a minute with another verse. But uh, let me see. No. The race, the bread to the, I'm going to read this 11 again. I returned and saw under the sun, he's looking at mankind overall under this earth, all of us, saved or lost, God fearing, God hating, weak Christian, strong, all of us. The race to the grave is not to the swift. Now I added to the grave because the context of what we're talking about is life under the sun and after that is gone. Battle not to the strong. Let me see. Neither yet bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen at all. For man also knoweth not his time. We don't know if we got another day. We just don't. I mean, I'm going to put this to the side for a second. I faced death this past week by half an inch. And... I was pulling, I was, I've got two cars I'm pulling motors out of, but I was working on an F-250 and it's sitting high up on the truck and I'd unbolted and I was pulling the radiator out. Antifreeze was all on the bumper and all I had some rubber shoes on. This is not 
saying, oh, look, I'm just showing how close and how gracious and merciful God is because I almost left this earth by half an inch. I was pulling that radiator out and I was pulling and pulling and my feet, both of them, went backwards under me and the hood latch on that F-250 punctured me right here. It's keeling there, so if you see me scratching, I don't have crabs. Uh, <laughs> but that thing punctured, and I got a puncture wound, and it wouldn't stop bleeding. And at the hot emergency, you know, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go. Me and my wife got into it. She said, you need to go. So about 9 o'clock that night, I said, okay, I'll go. This was Monday. They said, I missed a main artery by less than a half an inch. If that had hit that main artery, artery, there was no way that could have stopped bleeding before they got me to the hospital and I would have bled out right there. She wouldn't have even, she would have come out to the, to the ground. She would have come out there and I was working on the truck and found me dead. Yeah, I, and it was literally the puncture. It's a deep hole. And, and the emergency room says, man, you are really fortunate. You missed your artery, your main artery by less than a half an inch. What if... Now see, that's a hand. I look at things differently. I said, man, I sure was lucky. No, I wasn't lucky. It was my time to go. God won't finish with me. He wanted, he's got something else for me. Now, that's, to me, that's a brush with death because all I had to do was just be standing one half, a half an inch further and it would have happened. So, I don't know why I threw that in. It's just, just, just the thought to say, hey, the things I got mad about on Monday morning, if that had happened on Monday afternoon, what did it matter? You know, if any of us go home today and we don't wake up in the morning, we die in our sleep, what did we spend our last day doing? Did we lay our head on our pillar and say, Lord God, I, I'm, I love you. Cleanse me. Forgive me of all my this and that that went on today. I didn't mean this. Because he says, if we confess, it didn't say he'd just forgive. If we confess, that's a condition of forgiveness. Get our hearts right before we go to bed every night. Because we do not know. When we go out in the daytime in the morning, you start your day, go out and thank God for letting you wake up. But just also say, Lord, keep me safe today. Keep a hedge. We don't know. Okay. We're back. All right, I want to go to Ecclesiastes. Uh, let me go back to chapter 3 because this, yeah. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 because the, as he begins to talk about the seasons of time, this one, first two verses are the root. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Wait a minute, let's, verse, let's go to 2 verse 26 and lead into that. For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy. No, but to the sinner he giveth travail to gather and heap up that he may give him that is good before God. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. To everything, this is 3 verse 1, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Here's the root of this whole book, this whole book, this entire book. Ecclesiastes 1 through 12 is about this first, next first part on this verse. A time to be born and a time to die. 
All of these others about a time to plant, a time to sow, a time to get mad, a time to hate, a time to... All of that fits into a time to be born and a time to die. The timeline is all in between those right there. Every single bit of it. A time to be born and it's a time to die. So when you go back down to it, verse 11, after all of those other times, it says, He hath made everything beautiful in His time. See, we want to see things right now. We, God, I don't need your answer right now. Right now. But see, it's all His time. We may never see the end. God has set it up that way. We just have to trust. That's where faith is. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But, you know, something happens in your life. You need a quick answer. Sometimes it's not there because if, if we're faithful, if we're tithing, if we're involved in ministry, and we're, our sins are, and we're, we're right with God, he makes everything beautiful in His time. Everything. And it don't matter what it is. And it says, verse, he, he has also set the world in their hearts, in our hearts, in mankind's hearts, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I know there is no good in them but for man to rejoice and to do good in his life. And in every man, doesn't mean just man, it means mankind, women and all, all of us, should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It's a gift of God. Because we don't know what tomorrow holds. And if we spend our entire life doing nothing, it's wasted. It doesn't mean it's a sin if you don't get happy and enjoy any of it. It means that, that life is so short. We spend all our life working, 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 toiling, fretting, and doing as you would die. And 20 years from now, nobody will ever remember anything at all about us. A hundred years, like my great grandfather, I don't know. I don't even know his name. I don't know anything he did. I don't know where he was, where he, I know where he was born. I don't know what he did for a living. I don't know if he played football. He's gone. His memories are gone. My dad, I've got a lot of memories with him about him, like I said earlier. But all of his memories in his brain are gone forever. He made memories and made memories and looked at pictures and all and put memories in his brain, but he's buried, gone. I have memories of, I had with him, but all of his memories are gone. And just like you, me, you, all of us, in 20, 30 years, with all of our memories, all of our love, all of our joy, all of our hate, everything about this life right here outside of redemption is gone forever. It's gone. So outside, this is, this is living life today while we've got breath in it and enjoying some bit of it rather than being bitter, mad at you, mad at him, everything about this. See, I need help on that highway. I get real angry, but I'm trying. Y'all pray for me because I'm getting better at it. You know, sometimes anger gets me and it's wrong. I don't want, it, I don't want, it, I don't want that buried with me. I want, I want a testimony that, that, that he did okay. I want to get to heaven and say, you know, you're doing good, boy. And some things just don't matter, and I need, I need help with that. I get mad about some things that really don't matter, and, and it's really not going to matter. And here's, here's verse 16. Moreover, I saw in the, under the sun in the place of judgment that wickedness was there and the place of righteousness that iniquity was there. Now I'm going to get to another verse here down the road that shows you that the church is full of people that see the six and you see the nine. And because you see the nine, 
they've got problems with it. And this is what I was talking about. You came in earlier. You see the six. I see a nine. We're both right. You know, it, that, I say that a lot during the lesson today that, you know, some people, they just see the six and they're, they're hell-bent on seeing the six and, and you are dead wrong. But I'm not. I see a nine. So, okay, you see the six. You know, I'll, I'll go with that. You know, but it's a nine. You know, <laughs> oh, but, so, you know, some things just don't matter, but the church is, is full of people who, who, are, who are constantly looking for the six when it's always a nine. But if I turned it upside down, they'd see the nine. Okay. Here we go. We're going, I got just, man. I don't have time. I'm going to have to finish this one next time. Because I've, I've really needed to get to that, but I'm not. Okay, verse 19. Oh, verse 18. I said in my heart concerning the state of the sons of men that God might manifest them and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. All of us are going to die. And everything about our life is gone forever. Verse 19. For that which befalls the sons of men befalls the beast. Even one thing befalleth them. As one dieth, so dieth the other. Yea, they all have one breath, so that man have no preeminence above a beast. For all is vanity. And vanity is to work, to toil, to suffer a little bit, to have a little bit of joy and have all this stuff, and then all of a sudden die and leave it all behind. And none of it mattered. Just like that. And so... Just like a, a dog, when he, when he died, we love him and miss him, but they're no different in this context. That was his breath. As long as somebody's got breath in them, they've got hope. You know, so if a dog is living and I'm dead, the dog is better off because she's still got breath. That's what he's trying to say here. So, so don't get caught up in life so much that you forget redemption, that you forget the cross, that you forget, that you forget to pray, that you forget the Bible, that you forget, you, you let things creep in your life and, and you get away from it. And no, I got to stop. Okay. Let me say one, let me close with, man, this is, I'm, I got some stuff I really needed to cover, but I'm not going to do it. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to finish to go this one way when it says verse 7 of chapter 9. I'm going to get back into that for just a second. This one, I'll close with this. For go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wine with a merry heart. God now accepteth thy works. Now he's accepting what you're doing. And that brings me to my last point, and I'm going to have to close with this. 2 Corinthians chapter two, 6, verse 2. Now he's accepting it. When we're dead, it's too late. When we leave it all behind, it's gone. When, once we close, I bet when that tree falls, that's where it's at. It's over. No more work. No more, no more joy. No more hate. No, but the, uh, this, this, today is the day. It says, for he saith, I have heard thee at a time accepted, and in the day of salvation I have secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Now, some people are going to go, are going to die and go to hell, and they want now to be then, and it's too late. Your handshake, your smile, your joy, your peace that passes all understanding shed out to this world somewhere. You might not never know how many people you you won to the Lord just by walking around with a smile, brother. But 
Well, if you smile and you smile, you smile to her, she smiles to her, and he invites you to church, and he comes to church, and he comes down there and gets saved, you, that's seed for you, brother. Because you expressed your, you showed your testimony, a good godly testimony, a good Christian spirit that swept. You listen to Deacon Danny Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.